Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hello and welcome to Elemental, a podcast from RNZ. I'm Professor Alan Blackman from Auckland University of Technology and I am loving this year-long celebration of 150 years since the periodic table was first published by Russian chemist Dmitry Mendeleev. And I'm Alison Balance, a science producer at RNZ and I'm enjoying having my eyes opened to the world of chemistry. This is episode 12 of Elemental which means we are up to boron. Now, let's get this out of the way, Alan. What's the boron story? Well, the boron story is definitely not what you would call boring. Oh, very good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thought that, thought that one myself. <laughs> okay, and the vital statistics for this surprisingly useful element, boron, chemical symbol B, just the one letter there, the atomic number five, gets its name from the Arabic burak, which is the Arabic actually for borax, which is a compound of boron. And it was discovered in 1808. Amongst many other uses that we're going to document, boron actually has a really, really good New Zealand connection because the expat New Zealand chemist, Professor Chris Reed in uh, California, has made the world's strongest acid. And that actually is a boron-containing compound which is based on a molecule called a carborane. Strongest acid in the world, that makes boron sound really scary. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. It's absolutely vital for life. It's nice and non-toxic to humans anyway. It's an essential element for plants, so uh, fruits and vegetables require it. We use it in fertilizers a lot. Having said that, the fact that it's uh, non-toxic to humans, it's actually quite toxic to insects, and so it gets used as an insecticide and also in things like wood treatment. What actually is it? Its place on the periodic table ranks it as a metalloid. Remember, we've talked about that. It's neither a metal nor a non-metal. It's sort of in between there. So it doesn't really occur in its elemental state in nature, but uh, you've got an awful lot of minerals containing boron, so things like boric acid, borax, stuff like that. And uh, how's this for not boring? It is produced by supernovae. Oh, wow. Now, I said it was uh, first discovered in 1808, but compounds of this have been known for much longer than that. We go right back to sort of the early goldsmiths, and what they found was that if you added borax and boron compounds uh, into gold, it lowered the melting point and made it easier to work. And Queen Elizabeth I used boron compounds as skin ointments. Hmm. I hope it wasn't one of those toxic face creams, though. You said it wasn't toxic, so she might have got away with that one, but probably not with some of the things she might have mixed it with. I don't think it's an ingredient in cosmetics anymore, so do I have it at home? Indeed you do, especially in the kitchen. All your oven-proof cookware is made of a thing called borosilicate glass, so a mixture of boron and uh, silicates. You also find that sort of glassware in chemistry labs, of course, dear to my heart. And you might also come across boron compounds in hospital 
And this is a really interesting application of particular boron compounds, and this is called boron neutron capture therapy, or BNCT. That trips off the tongue, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yes, easily. And this works through taking a boron compound, placing it in the body, and then firing neutrons at it, as the name suggests, neutron capture. Now, boron is really good at capturing neutrons, and what happens when it does that is that it undergoes uh, radioactive decay by spitting out an alpha particle. We've talked about alpha particles in previous episodes. They are very good at uh, killing cells, and so therefore if you can locate this boron compound or these boron compounds close to cancerous cells, irradiate them with neutrons, then they start spitting out these alpha particles and hopefully killing those surrounding nasty cancer cells. But most of the previous radioactive things we've talked about are actually on their own quite cancer-causing. Is that not the case with boron? That's not the case with boron because it is not itself radioactive. So what you're doing is really sort of inducing a radioactive decay by hitting it with a neutron. So you can, you know, fill the patient full of these uh, boron compounds and they're, you know, totally benign from the radioactive side of things. So not boring, more benign. I like it. (laughs) So we mentioned that boron is formed in supernovae. So sort of a link to that is that back in the 50s and 60s, boron compounds were considered as uh, potential rocket fuels. And these were a series of compounds called boron hydrides, which, as the name suggests, are compounds of uh, boron with hydrogen. They are tricky little beggars. (laughs) As soon as you expose them to air, they tend to inflame very, very rapidly and burn with a bright green flame. And the guy that did a lot of study of these particular compounds got himself a Nobel Prize. His name was H.C. Brown. And boron compounds are very, very sexy, I guess, in chemistry again. And they also led to another Nobel Prize a few years ago where their boron compounds are used very much in organic synthesis, making new drugs, etc., etc. So a very, very useful element is boron. So it didn't make it as a rocket fuel, but, oh, well, you can't do everything, I suppose. (laughs) Now surprise me with an interesting fact. Okay, we're often told at school that the hardest known substance is diamond, And that may or may not be correct. Now, I guess uh, any tradies out there listening will have heard of perhaps boron nitride and boron carbide, which have the formulas BN and BC. And they are put on drill bits, and they are almost as hard, apparently, as diamond. And there have been reports about 10 years or so ago of a boron compound actually being about 50% harder than diamond, but that hasn't yet been confirmed. Well, speaking of drills, we have been drilling down into the periodic table in this episode (laughs) of Elements, and I almost managed to say that with a straight face. (laughs) You can find out more at our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash chemistry. While you're at RNZ, check out Nights with Brian Crump. He's been running a sonic tonic music hour every Friday night dedicated to an element from the periodic table, and he follows that up with a chat with a chemist called Element of the Week. So that's our sister show happening on RNZ at the moment. You can never have too much chemistry. No, no, you Elemental. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> Elemental is a podcast from RNZ, and it lives in all those usual podcast places. That's it for us this time. We will be back soon. But until then, it's bye from me, Alan Blackman, Auckland University of Technology. And me, Alison Balance. Kia pai tora. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.